0: Today's gospel is one that many of us are familiar with and have heard many times. We hear the position of Lazarus and how he struggled to survive throughout his life. We know that not only was he extremely poor, but also he was sick with open wounds and sores, that he had to beg and plead in order to have something to eat, whatever scraps he could get just to survive. We hear the position of the rich man, that he was not only wealthy, but extremely wealthy dressing in purple, the color of royalty, having gates around his house, not only to keep others out, but also to keep his wealth in. That most likely he had servants and slaves at his beck and call for whatever he desired, that he dined on the finest of foods, and that they were very abundant to him. We hear how the roles are reversed in death, how Lazarus is carried away by angels and brought to the bosom of Abraham, where he is in total comfort, and how the rich man went to the netherworld where he was in torment, where he endured great suffering. We hear Abraham's words, how the rich man received what was good in his lifetime and how Lazarus received in his lifetime what was bad. Abraham further tells us of how no one can cross the great great chasm between Lazarus' side and the rich man's side and that no one else will be sent to those who are living to warn them so that they can change their actions in this lifetime. For as he said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them, lest they too come to this place of torment. We hear the rich man plead that if someone would come from the dead, they will repent. And Abraham respond, if they won't listen to the prophets, then neither will they listen if someone would rise from the dead. A direct reference to Jesus and his resurrection. Some people can put themselves in Lazarus' place, how they have had to struggle to survive, and yet they still have the opportunity to have great riches and a great reward in heaven. Some of us can put ourselves in the rich man's place, though none of us really wants to think about or admit that we are pretty fortunate and pretty wealthy, at least when it comes to shelter and having enough to eat. One thing that is not directly written about is that it is not because of Lazarus's poverty or the rich man's wealth that caused them to be placed in Abraham's bosom or in the netherworld. It is because of their responses to the conditions in which they lived. It is because of the choices they made with regard to their status in life. What we see is humility versus the sin of pride. So what else can we ascertain? What else are we to focus on? We can see that we are very much alive, of course, that we have not yet passed to our just reward. So we too need to listen to Moses and to the prophets. What did they say? They told us about the one who was to come, one that would be the savior of the world, one that would rise from the dead and overcome death and evil. And that one, our Lord Jesus Christ, has shown us the way He has shown us the path that we are to take to enter into his glorious kingdom in heaven. We do that by following his teachings, by listening to the scriptures, his gospels, by following the commandments and his church, and by living as he lived. Jesus told us the two greatest commandments that we are to follow. First, we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. And second, we should love our neighbor as ourselves. If we do this, if we truly truly follow these two commandments, then we will not have anything to worry about. But how often do we stay consistent in doing these two tasks? Let us ask ourselves, how often do I instead put myself, my own wants and desires, not only in front of my neighbors, but also in front of God? How often do I put the church, scriptures, and prayers on the back burner in order to have more time for leisure, time with my family, time for friends, time for watching TV or scrolling the internet. Not all of these things are bad to do. In fact, the family and friends can be part of loving our neighbor, can it not? But even that should be second to God, as Jesus tells us. When it comes to loving our neighbor, we usually are better, I won't even say good, but better most of the time at loving our family and friends. But even with them, how often are my wants and desires more important than theirs? But who else is the term our neighbor referring to? Who was Jesus referring to? He was talking about the other person, anyone who is in front of us, anyone we encounter. So let us ask ourselves again, how often do I put myself before others? How often do I worry more about, care more about, my wants and desires than I do about others? Do I show love to the stranger on the street, or to my coworker? Do I show love to the person in the other card on the road with me, to the marginalized, to the poor, to the beggar, to the person on the street corner, or the? Person pushing the shopping cart, to those looked down on by most of society. I'm not saying that we should necessarily empty our pockets in order to give for others, but love is more, much more than giving materially. It is also giving emotionally, giving someone our time, even if for a brief second or two, to acknowledge them, to give them some respect, to give them some dignity. Do we go beyond, even if giving someone some money, some change, do we go beyond to ask them their name, to tell them our name, to ask if we can pray with them or let them know we will pray for them? Let us ask ourselves, do I give others who are different from me a chance to know them, to not lump them into a category because of how they look or where they come from? There's so much pain and suffering in the world today. There's so much division and violence, all driven by hate, sometimes masked by what looks like only indifference. Am I indifferent? We need to think about others, about those around us, about those who Jesus calls our neighbors. We must remember we are called to love, to love not only our family, not only our friends, not only those who agree with us, but rather we are called to love everyone, even our enemies. We are called to love everyone because all we encounter are our neighbors. We can see that hate crimes and homicides are increasing daily. Intolerance, judgment, and pride has caused so much division, distance, and rejection. We have stopped trying to understand the struggles and difficulties that others are in how different it would be if we could follow the commandment to love our neighbor. We have Moses and the prophets, let us listen. We have Jesus who rose from the dead and all his teachings, and we have his church. Let us pray that we listen, let me listen.